0: Learning podcast. My name is Edgardo Ramos, student at the American Public University, enrolled in the course Education 6 to 9. Today's topic will be about what personalized learning is, the purpose, and how it can be applied to multiple content areas in our schools. I will be also sharing three examples on what personalized learning looks like in today's classrooms. For this episode, my main reference will be the course textbook called How to Teach Now by Powell and Kasuma Powell, in which they share some simple but effective strategies on how to best teach content to our students and expose their potential. According to the book, and I quote, personalized learning is about making the curriculum as attractive and relevant as possible to the widest possible audience. And in other words, personalized learning is a student-centered approach. Educators can best accomplish this by tapping on the student's learning style and modify their lessons. I feel very strongly about incorporating personalized learning in all institutions of learning. This new method, if effectively applied, will pay high dividends in the future of our generation. Students not only benefit from learning using the strengths, but they will also gain other valuable skills such as collaboration, proper use of the technology available, and most important, a feeling of belonging in the classroom because they will be able to experience how their uniqueness in learning style is crucial and relevant to the learning environment. Welcome back to the podcast. My first example is using digital tools and flexibility. As educators, we need to embrace technology and use it to our advantage to make student learning relevant and our profession more enjoyable. We have at our disposal multiple apps for students to demonstrate understanding, online graphic organizers, polls, just to name a few that are designed to provide us with instant feedback and reduce our time grading assignments. The second part of this first example is flexibility. Giving our students options on how to demonstrate what they have learned will not only encourage but will help them develop creativity and in turn empower our students in taking ownership of their learning. For example, for those students that are visual learners, they can create a poster, podcast, or an essay. Another part of creating a flexible classroom is seating arrangements. On her blog, Janet Fargo shares some great examples of educators using seating preferences as a reward system, provided that the students are following the classroom rules. Personalized learning is not difficult to implement. It only requires an open mind and some adjustment to make this work. Always be mindful that this approach is stu- student-centered instruction, and if applied correctly, it can make our jobs as educators simpler. I highly recommend finding one strategy incorporated into your content and build from there. I found a great blog by Janice Fargo from Education Elements. In her blog titled Six Examples of What Personalized Learning Looks Like, she shares videos, photos from educators around the country that we may find useful. The three examples that I will be talking about are number one, using digital tools, flexibility, and pace. Number two, Collaboration and creativity, and number three, grading conversations. The second example of personalized learning I'd like to share with you is collaboration. Having students working in groups helps them find that sense of belonging within the classroom. I found this great article on Edutopia, labeled Three Dimensions of Personalized Learning, that talks about collective consciousness. And I quote, to actualize equity in a classroom, we must go beyond just right content and consider a sense of belonging and human connection. End quote. To accomplish this, grouping students based on their learning styles or skills will greatly benefit students in learning from each other from a different perspective. Another benefit of using collaboration, it can help students develop leadership skills. Teachers can assign group or team leaders to assist others with lessons. This in turn can free up educators to provide one-to-one instructions. One final point of collaboration is the positive environment that it creates. Students understand that their input is crucial in the overall success of the learning environment. Mm -hmm. The third and final example of personalized learning is grading conversation. Every student is entitled to know what is expected from them. They also need to know if they are moving in the right path in meeting the intended goal and finding out if there are any underlying circumstances that might prevent success. Asking students to reflect on their progress it is a great way to place the responsibility to the student. As a bonus, it can open the door to establish positive connection with the students. In closing, this is a transformational period in our education system. The demand to demonstrate progress for both the student and educator seems overwhelming at times. Incorporating personalized learning seems like a viable solution to level the field for the student and educator with some intentional effort. Collaboration and application of current technology tools, this will be a game changer in our classrooms. Last year, the pandemic brought out the best in teachers and students. We were able to use all available tools to teach content. It was not great at first, but we got better as time moved. I feel that personalized learning Is a valuable and indispensable strategy to implement. All we need is an open mind, adequate resources, and the support from the administrators and parents. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Have a great day and have a great week. Thank you so much.